0: Evening everybody. Well, that's how we doing tonight. Praise God. Amen. Who is ready for the heat wave to be over with? Am I right? Yes. All right. Praise the Lord. We are super close and a breakthrough is on the way people. Breakthrough is on the way. But we're going to go ahead and have an awesome time tonight. Let's stand up together and we're going to open up by speaking some words of faith over the United States of America, and we are going to see America come to Jesus. Who's with me tonight? We're going to keep speaking and fighting the good fight of faith, no matter what. Let's say this together. Father, we come to You in Jesus' name, and in unity, we confess that Jesus Christ is Lord over the United States of America. We declare that righteousness, mercy, Justice and judgment from you shall prevail. We declare that America will complete her God-given mission to bring the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world. We push back the darkness of Satan from this nation and call for the light of Jesus Christ to invade the media and every home, church, and school, and every town, city, and state of this great nation, the United States of America. In Jesus' name, amen. Get- you may be seated. Alright. Well, parents, we got a couple of updates tonight, real quick. Uh, Nursery and Jam Junior have moved over to Victory Hall, and so they're over there for the night and the youth group is right across the parking lot at nick and sabrina's house all right so uh they're just i mean they're, they're right there so uh anyway uh if you uh have any questions or whatever uh you can see the info booth back there but they're right there and um and what had happened was this i forgot that uh <laughs> that edison does the little power outages on your ac sometimes if you give them permission and so, anyway, uh, this building, they no longer have the little unit on, but I forgot that they do. So they shut our AC off over there, and it was just going to be too hot for little kids to be doing nursery, so we let the little kids have that building, and that's why the youth are over there. But again, the heat wave is almost over. We're down to 36 hours, guys, and it's gone. <laughs> Yeah, 36. All right. If my math is right, and I believe it is, because, man, I've been tracking this thing. I am so ready for fall that for the sermon PowerPoint tonight, I got the most autumn background that I've ever seen in my life. It is just gorgeous. All right. Anyway, um, I'm going to have Mrs. Pastor come on up and give a few uh, good announcements for SMTI, right? Who here has signed up for SMTI this year? Yeah. It is exciting. All right.
1: All right. So... The materials arrived today, so I'm super excited about that. Yes, yes, yes. So, when does SMTI start, students? When does it start? No, no, don't, don't you tell. You're not a student, dude. No, I know, but don't tell me. Okay, students. When does SMTI start? Monday night at six to what? Where? Victory. Okay. There's a 10-minute break between sessions. If you want to bring a snack or something, you can. Okay. Just make sure that you're there, okay? Also, uh, women's meeting Friday night, 630 in Victory. It's our fall kickoff. The theme is celebrating you. One of our young women was in a very abusive relationship, and she's going to give her testimony on how... That's really good. Plus, we got a bunch of other surprises for you gals and a free gift for everybody. So make sure you're there. The church supply and the lettuce... You guys bring everything that goes on it. or bring little sandwiches or little desserts.
0: All right, praise God. That sounds exciting. Ladies, get together and eat some greens. Huh? Men, what are we going to eat at our men's meeting? Come on. (laughs) It's going to be beef. Come on, yeah. All right, anyway, just telling you. Yeah, we bribe the ladies to come by salad, we bribe the men to come by the biggest platter of meat that we can get our hands on, and they come, amen? So anyway, hey, it's just, it's nature, it's what happens. All right, anyway, uh, let's get through our announcements real quick. We have got Harvest Fest coming up, yes! Oh, I probably didn't fix it on the screen. It's Friday, October 28th, all right? The the 28th, somebody help me fix that. Uh, but it's going to be awesome, we're going full scale this year, the full event is going to be happening and so uh, the planning group has got all sorts of great things uh, coming together for it But anyway It's going to be great So we'll be getting Some graphics out soon So you can start Inviting people And we know It is our best chance All year To get the gospel Of Jesus out They think we're Handing out candy We're handing out The gospel Amen And we're going to see People come to Jesus Just like you did Amen Alright I also want to remind you That um, Heavenly Beauty Salon Is going to be uh, She's doing a deal uh, Manicures and pedicures $25 For the month of September And 50% of the profit goes to Harvest Fest. That is really, really good, people. All right? And I know a lot of you ate pizza the last three days because you all were in my driveway every day. All right? Anyway, we give uh, thanks to uh, my neighbor, Bucking Good Pizza, for uh, doing what they did. And so I don't know how much we raised on that, but I think it was a lot. All right. Uh, Very good. Uh, Also, for Harvest Fest, we need to start getting candy in. We need candy, 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 candy. And so what we do every year is have a competition the youth group versus the children's church whoever brings the most candy in gets some kind of a they get a party but most importantly if you're like uh leah well, let's just get real like uh, you want to brag for a whole year to all your homies right amen all right so, <laughs> so when i was in charge of youth group we had some heated battles the kids usually won because let's get real they're slightly cuter than the teenagers the people loved them more but some years I did pull off the victory with the teenagers. And, uh, anyway, the biggest thing though is we need hundreds of pounds of candy. So if you just grab a bag when you're at the store, individually wrapped candy, bring it in, put it in one of the bins by the info booth, and all of it is a seed to get the gospel out. That's what we're doing, people. Alright? So let's uh, start bringing that candy in. Uh, young adults, if you're gonna be going to the Brandon Lake concert down in San Diego at the Rock Church, um, We did say that the the deadline was today. But Alex told me that they were able to extend it a little bit because there's still some seats available together. So uh, young adults, if you're 18 to 30, see Alex and he will get you the information on going to that. One more reminder, parents, as we are shuffling all over, you know, for this short period of time, make sure you present your sticker when you're picking up your kids. That way we know that we're giving the right kids to the right people. And you're like, well, hey, I kind of wanted someone to take my kid for the night. No, don't do that. All right. I know, it can be tempting, but no, you want to get your kid home, and so present the sticker and you can get your kid, amen? Alright, well, who knows what time it is now? Yes, it's happy time, alright? Have Pastor take up our Wednesday night tithes and offerings, amen. Glory
2: to God. Is everybody alive? Amen. Amen. Is everybody prospering? The Bible says you are. So you might as well grip the Bible. Hey, man, hold up your hands and an up for your tithes or your offerings, and then I'll just sit there. And I, I, I came up with a new one for you. How many here? It's all the COVID scare and all that kind of stuff. Everybody taking the COVID test, the COVID test, the COVID test all the time. Well, you know what? There's something more dangerous than that to believers. It, it, it's, called, it's, it's called the uh, foot-in-the-mouth disease. Amen. Amen. And you need to take the faith test. There's nothing more dangerous to believers than fear, doubt, and unbelief. Amen. And not learn how to use your mouth. And I've, I've got to open my Bible here. i put here back when the COVID stuff first started going on. You might have heard me a lot of times. I come up here and said, I'd say this. Well, i got some news for you. I tested positive today. And about half, half a year ago, I say for faith. I tested positive for faith today. And so just as you can go get a uh, little thing to take the COVID test, let me show you a verse where you can take the faith test. Amen. But determine how your little meter reads is you. Look at Second Corinthians chapter 4 verse 13. And let me ask you this. This will be another little test. How many saw that verse today? That was in the devotion today. That was our devotional verse. Amen. That was our verse this morning. But this here, this here could be your faith test every day if you're going to test positive for faith. You get caught off guard. You run to somebody at the grocery store at the gas pump or somewhere else and then it starts bouncing off by how high it is, how much it costs. Well, this stuff only costs, so this last year, look what it costs now. Well, i tell you what, you get get that in, you're very much be talking it, you're going to plump the faith test. Some better preacher than you are shouting. 2 Corinthians 4.13, we have in the same spirit of faith. If you have the spirit of faith, it tells you what how you're going to act, and this is going to tell you if you're tested positive for faith or not. If you got the spirit of faith, and that's not talking about the Holy Spirit, that's talking about the, the attitude of faith. That, that's talking about the excitement for the Word of God that you know that it's working in your life. Whether you see it, whether you feel it, whether it looks like it, it makes no difference. Amen. It says we have the same spirit of faith according as it is written. Well, how do you know you've got the spirit of faith? I believe, therefore have I spoken. Do you know that what you believe is what you're going to speak? If you believe you're not going to have enough money, do what you got to do, and you speak that and believe that guess what you're going to have not enough money to do what you got to do but if you believe the word of God is true that God rebukes the devourer for tithers the windows of heaven are open for tithers Philippians 4.19 but my God shall supply all your need according to it the government comes through on time to give you that bailout nope When 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 you're living in faith with Jesus you don't need a bailout you need a sellout you sell out to him, and you don't need the bailout. Amen. You just win. And so it says, "I believe, and therefore have I spoken." We also believe, and therefore speak. That's the spirit of faith. That's a test positive for faith. Uh, stuff that hits you, catch you off guard financially, and it looks like, "Oh boy, this is bad. This is a disaster." If the first thing out of your mouth isn't, well, "Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah." <clears throat> this is going to turn around for the glory of God. God's going to take care of this. Amen. I'm going to come out better. through this. By the time this is over with, people are going to see the blessing of God on my life. But God rebuked the devourer. That's the spirit of faith. Amen. And let me tell you something else, too. You know there's symptoms when people have COVID? Let me tell you one of the symptoms of the spirit of faith. You don't walk around tripping over your bottom lip. Maybe sometimes... If you're going to be a faith person, you should stand in front of your mirror and practice to smile. I remember before I got born again, the main thing I remember about the Christians I saw around, most of them seemed so sad all the time. If they wanted to witness me, the first thing I would think, if I have to be like you, I don't think I want it. And I know when I got when I got born again, I got filled up with the Spirit of God, the Word of God, people thought I was nuts because I smiled all the time so much. Amen. People said, something wrong with you. You can't be that happy all the time. And all I would say, well, really it's not happy, it's the joy of the Lord. And when the joy of the Lord hits my face and my mouth, man, they got a grin. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Alright, let's stand up, make our financial faith confession. And you know what? This financial faith confession was birthed out of the spirit of faith. It's all. And you get this financial faith confession and things like this in your heart, and then it's just automatic. When you're challenged, caught off guard, whatever, for the bud's heart and the mouth speaking, it comes out. Amen. What do you think, Gail? Is that good preaching? <laughs> Alright. <clears throat> As we bring the Lord's tithe today, we believe we receive jobs or better jobs, promotions, raises and bonuses, benefits, sales and commissions, growth in business, settlements, estates and inheritance, interest and income, checks in the mail, gifts and surprises, finding money, bills paid off, debts paid off, royalties received, blessings and increase. Thank you, Lord, for all my financial needs. so I have more than enough to take good care of my family. Give gifts into the kingdom of God and promote the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.
3: I am, I let every tongue proclaim his praise, boast in the resurrection, in Jesus Christ true a wolves and ring our God is greatly to be praised, nothing in all the earth compares to him, the God of glory and of praise, let's sing this. Our God is great, our God is great, our God is greatly to be praised. For nothing in all the earth compares to Him, the God of glory and of grace. Let's sing it out. Our God is great, our God is great. shout to the God of triumph. Shout to the God of triumph. Let every tongue proclaim his praise boast in the resurrection. In Jesus Christ, who rules and reigns, our God is greatly to be praised. Nothing in all the earth compares to him, the God of triumph. Great. Our God is great, our God is great, our God is worthy to be praised. And nothing in all the earth compares to Him, the God of glory and of grace. Our God, our God is great, our God is great, creation joins to praise Him. Our God is great, our God is great, the sinner found salvation. Let's sing it. Our God is great, our God is great, the Church of Christ proclaims it. Our God is great, our God is great, His kingdom shouts and sings. and let's sing it. Our God is great, our God is great, our God is great, need to be praised. Nothing in all the earth compares to Him, the God of glory. God is great, our God is great, our God is great. greatly to be praised. Nothing in all we are compares to Him, the God of glory and of grace. One more time. Our God is great, our God is great. the earth will shout your praise. Our hearts will cry. These bones will sing. Great are you, Lord. Let's sing that again. All the earth will shout your praise. Our hearts will cry.
0: can say that you are great you are you're great in our lives lord but but we we that's not why we love you we love you for who you are jesus thank you for all the promises thank you for all the the things you do for us the lord we simply love you and we praise your name tonight and we lift your name high and lord we pray that as your word is brought forth that we would have receptive hearts lord if there's any hard hearts Tonight, I pray that you would soften those right now as we open up our Bibles to study your Holy Word, that you would speak to each person here. We love you and we praise you in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Can we give the Lord some praise tonight? Amen. Why don't you give somebody a handshake and a high five right there before you sit down? Amen. And let them know that you are glad they are at church tonight. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. God is good to us. Well, uh, we are going to be uh, doing something uh, different tonight. Uh, we've completed our Summer in the Psalms series. Who thinks we had a pretty good time? I mean, that was cool. We went all summer long studying the Psalms every Wednesday night, and it was great, man. I love the Psalms. We'll, we'll do that again some more sometime and get into the Psalms. But tonight, as I uh, just was Praying about what, uh, to, to, to preach on, what to discuss tonight. I have this old song come to my, to my heart. And, uh, it's this song that a lot of times uh, lately I hear it on kid, little kids worship albums, but, uh, the song is called Peace Like a River. Have you ever heard that old song? I've got Peace Like a River. And, uh, and I, I, you know, I keep hearing little kids sing it the other day. Um, Julie sent me a video of my little nephew, uh, Kiki, uh, his name's Joaquin, but we call him Kiki, uh, singing this little song and it just blessed me, but it's such a, a simple, but a powerful thing that the Lord offers us a peace like a river. And if you're like me, hey, I could go sit down by a good river all day long and just talk to the Lord. Now, this song, uh, I, I was like, you know what? I wonder what the history of it is. And the song was actually, uh, an African American spiritual that the slaves would sing out in the fields way back in the day. And, and, and there's a couple of verses to it. I've got peace like a river. I've got joy like an ocean. I've got, and, and so it, it goes on and on. But I'm thinking about, it's incredible to think that somebody going through such hardship and suffering could be sitting there singing about the peace like a river. Amen. And that may not make much sense to our minds, but as we study, What peace really is tonight, you get it. it, You get it. It, it. It clicks right here. And sometimes the people of this world, they don't understand the Christian. There's people that don't understand you. And, and they don't get how you could be facing difficulty, how you could have gone through what you went through, but you still had a smile on your face. You still didn't flip out. You didn't turn on everybody else. No. Why is that? Because you've got the peace of God. Now, this peace like a river, that's not just some cute phrase. This is straight Bible. And I want to show you a verse tonight. Isaiah chapter 48. Can we go there tonight? Isaiah 48. Who thinks that you would like to have the peace of God in your life, in your house, in your kids, in your marriage, at your work? Amen. You want the peace of God. And I can say this much, wherever I've traveled in this world, you know, people always talk about, well, you know, these people are like this and those people are like that. Man, everywhere that I've been on planet Earth, from Russia Russia. To Nicaragua, to Mexico, to Canada, to New York, to LA, everywhere that I have been in this world, we pretty much want the same things, really. We want peace, right? And, 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 and and, and people want that. And, and of course, the Christian has found the source of peace, but everybody wants peace in their lives. And so look at Isaiah chapter 48 and verse 18. And this is really a, a beautiful verse, but an interesting verse. This is the Lord speaking to uh, the, the, the people of Judah. But look at this, Isaiah 48 and verse 18, he says, Oh, that you had listened to my commands. What's his commands? His word. And so the Lord's saying, ah, I wish you would have listened to my word. Then you would have had peace flowing like a gentle river and righteousness rolling over you like waves in the sea. And he goes on to say a whole lot more to these people. But I know he's speaking specifically to the children of Israel, the people of Judah right here. But if I was to be real, I'll bet there's been a lot of times that God has looked down at my life and been like, oh, I wish you would have listened to me. (laughs) Then you could have had peace flowing like a gentle river you could have had it could have gone so much better he always loves me he always picks me up and and gets me back on the right track thank god for that but who in here thinks that maybe perchance god's looked down at your life a time or two and been like oh i wish they would have listened they could have totally avoided that whole little situation right there and sometimes we're like man where's the peace of god i he said all this but there's a big key right there Oh, that you had listened to my commands, to his word, because his word will tell us how to find peace. And so I'm going to look at three facts about peace tonight out of God's word, and especially being on a Wednesday, we're a little pressed for time. But I'd like for you to listen up, because I don't care who you are, you want the peace of God in your life. And sometimes even born-again Christians forget or or maybe overlook or maybe just rightly don't know exactly what to do to walk in the peace of God that's been provided for you. So we're going to get into God's word here tonight and look at three quick facts about the peace of God. And this is one of my favorite things to talk about, because if you're like me, you've had portions of your life where you were not walking in the peace of God. And then you've had times in your life where you were walking in the peace of God. And I much prefer the peace of God over not having the peace of God. It's a beautiful thing. So anyway, uh, let's pray and we're going to get right into this word right here. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for your word. We thank you that it's the instructions we need. And Lord, as we've heard so many times before, Bible stands for basic instructions before leaving earth. Thank God you left us with the the instruction book on how to successfully live this life until we get to heaven. Lord, I pray that we would open our hearts to your word tonight. You would speak to us and show us what we need to see. And Lord, we thank you for the peace that surpasses all understanding, guarding our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. In Jesus' name, can everybody say amen? All right. Well, check this out. Number one, this may seem like a very uh, duh statement, but I want you to know, number one, that peace comes from Jesus. Peace comes from Jesus. Now there's a quote that I always use when I talk about peace, but it's, it's powerful and and, and it explains it. Peace does not consist in the absence of danger, but in the presence of God. Peace does not consist in the absence of danger, but in the presence of of God, because most uh, most people I found out they don't really actually know what the true meaning of peace is. Even even a lot of Christians. Remember, we did this study called Agape uh, a couple of months ago, and really what we were looking at is what the Bible definition of love is. Because come to find out, most people put their own definition of love, and and so they try to live it that way. And there is a lot of people that don't genuinely know what peace truly is. And so, if you were asked a normal person, "Well, what's peace?" Well, I guess it means nobody's fighting. So, yeah, it, it means no, nobody's fighting, or it means that our country isn't at war right now, or and, and and so they'll they'll give these definitions that mean there's no imminent danger. So, I guess that means we're at peace. But I found out that you could be on your couch by yourself with no immediate threat of danger yet be so tormented emotionally that you have less peace than the soldier on the battlefield getting shot at. Why? Because peace isn't about your immediate surroundings. It's not your outward situation. Peace is your inward situation. And so you could be, again, on the middle of a battlefield, you know, somewhere, yet on the inside you've got the peace of God. Or you could be in the safest place on earth, and be so tormented that you're miserable. Because peace isn't about that. Peace is about what's going on in here. So let's look at John 14, 27. I've got several verses, so we may have to move quickly here because I want you to see every single one of them. John 14, and we're going to look at verse 27. Jesus says something right here that you need to see. John 14 and verse 27, and we know that, in fact, Jesus Who thinks that Jesus knows a lot about peace? Well, in fact, Isaiah chapter 9 says that he is the Prince of Peace. So, yeah, I mean, he doesn't just have that title for no reason, right? He is the Prince of Peace, the King of Peace. Jesus knows about peace. So, John 14 and verse 27, and Jesus says this to the disciples and those right there, but it's for us today. He says, I am leaving you with a gift. And so somebody would say, oh, good. He's going to leave me a bunch of money. He's going to leave me some talent. He's going to No, no, no. He left you something even better than money. Something even better than talent. Something even better than whatever it is you think. Jesus says, I'm leaving you with a gift. It's peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world can't give. So don't be troubled or afraid. Who thinks that that is a wonderful gift to have given to you? This is, I mean, we're not talking about somebody saying, hey, I'll give you some peace, and they don't have it to give. No, Jesus has the peace to give. He's not writing blank checks here. He's got this, man. He can cash the check. Jesus says, I am leaving you with a gift. It's a peace for your mind, and oh my goodness, you need peace for your mind the devil will attack your mind more than anything and peace for your heart so don't be troubled don't be afraid and there's a lot of people that would pay big money to have this gift you know that right that this free gift that was left to you from jesus there's people that they would pay a lot of money to have what's available for free to you in fact some people do They'll spend every penny they have on some substance, thinking it'll bring them peace. They'll sell their own kids up the river just for another hit, thinking that I'll finally feel good. I'll finally have some peace. They'll 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 buy superficial and vain things, thinking that oh, if I just had it, I'd finally feel peace on the inside. But I found out I don't need any of those things to give me peace because Jesus Christ Himself paid the price for me to have peace do you know that that the the price has been paid and so uh, let's quickly look at isaiah chapter 53 and verse 5 in the new king james isaiah 53 and verse 5 i don't have to pay the price for my own peace jesus paid the price for my own peace all i have to do is receive it you've got to be a good receiver I know that we talk about being a good giver and, and all that stuff, but you know that you need to be a good receiver too, right? And you, maybe you're working your tail off trying to make sure everybody else in town has peace. You're trying to make sure everybody else is, is doing good, but you need to receive the gift of God's peace that's been made available to you. The price has been paid, and I've got the receipt right here to prove it. Ha! You know, sometimes you go to Walmart and they question you like you're there the FBI and hey, do you got a... no offense, Irma, you're doing your job. <laughs> but they want to see the receipt to make sure they paid for it, right? Okay, she's glaring. She's glaring, guys. I'm sorry. You know, all right, she's glaring. Right. They're just doing their job, but you gotta prove that it was paid for. And sometimes you're sitting there claiming a promise of God, and the devil's gonna come and say, Hey, who do you think you are? Why do you think you deserve peace? Why do you think you do and what do you do? You show him the receipt right here. It's been paid for. Isaiah fifty-three and verse five. In uh, I'm going to read in the New King James. I like it here best. It says, "But he was wounded for our transgressions; he was bruised for our iniquities." Check it out. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed by his stripes. Oh, we've been healed. Now, a lot of times we get that. I mean, at this church, we quote that all the time, usually from Peter's uh, writing of it where it's past tense. But we quote all the time, by Jesus' stripes, we've been healed. But did you also know that by Jesus' stripes, you have the peace of God available to you? You know that, right? The chastisement, the payment, the beating for your peace was laid upon the back of Jesus. Jesus paid the price for you to have peace. It's a gift that's been bought and paid for. You have every right to it. Now listen to me. You're not fighting to obtain peace. It's all, you're not fighting, well, if I just do enough things, if I just do enough good things, finally I'll earn my peace. No, no, no. No, uh, the, the, it's already been paid for. You're not fighting to obtain it 's not a fight to obtain just like the good fight of faith isn't it 's a fight to defend what belongs to you and Satan is trying to steal away from you it 's yours it belongs to you and you're like well i don't deserve it eh, duh <laughs> duh none of us do it's called the grace of God brother and by god 's grace Jesus died on the cross when I should have been out there getting beat and I can have the peace of God in my life. And so quit seeing yourself as the victim all the time and the underdog. Oh, that old devil, he's picking on me. Oh, he's on a real one today. Oh, that old devil. Quit talking about the devil all the time. Quit talking. Start talking about what Jesus did on the cross. Amen. The price for your peace has been paid for. You're not a victim or worm somebody no you have been made the righteousness of god in christ jesus you're a daughter of god almighty you are a son of the creator of the universe amen and so quit seeing yourself like such a loser and start seeing yourself as what you are you are more than a conqueror in christ jesus somebody should say amen tonight amen People on the internet are going to think that there's no one in the room. Come on. Jesus paid the price. All right? Let's rock and roll here. Let's keep moving. So number one, hey, you got to know that peace comes from Jesus. So quit thinking that if you buy enough things, you'll finally have peace. If you get enough friends on the internet, you'll finally have peace. No. They don't have it to give to you. Peace comes from Jesus. Number two, peace is proof that you're a Christian. Now, there's a lot of proofs that you're a Christian, okay? But you'll get to what I'm saying here. The number one being love, okay? John 13:35. by this wall, I'm going to know that you my disciples. Today, if you have love for one another, all right? But I want to show you something that is overlooked many times here. Galatians 5:22 through 23, amen? And if you know your Bible very well, you know that this is the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit, Galatians 5, verses 22 through 23. And so what we have here is a list of characteristics, uh, a list of things that should be seen upon the Christian life. Now, if you were to look at uh, some of the previous verses, you see the fruit of the flesh. And so if it's a gnarly, nasty list. I don't even like to read it. It's so terrible. But if you look at some of the previous verses, you'll see what it's like when uh, somebody is not submitted to Jesus and to the Holy Spirit. But then we get at verses 22 and 23, and it says this, But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There's no law against these things, right? There's no law against that. Now, check it out. The fruit of the Spirit, I, you know, I I believe I'm not doing anything wrong by saying it could also be called the proof of the Spirit in your life. And so, the list of words we just read, there's nine of them, those should be the words that describe our life. So, the perfect thing would be if somebody said, hey, could you, you know, could you describe Doug to me? And if somebody's like, well, Doug? Love? he's got joy he's got peace he's got patience he's got kindness i mean he's got goodness gentleness I, if that's the words that somebody uses to describe you you are doing it right you're hitting a home run brother you are i mean that is exactly what words should be used to describe the born again christian and so whenever i see somebody that's angry depressed and bitter i never think oh they must be a christian They're so angry all the time. No, I'm like, oh, man, somebody needs to tell them about Jesus. (laughs) Come here, I'll tell you about Jesus. But I don't think that they know Jesus when they're bitter, angry, have no peace whatsoever. But I've just been around some people, and you know, you have too, that your spirit bears witness with their spirit is the way we would say it. But you haven't even talked to them, but you just sense the peace of God coming off of them, and you're like, oh man, that's a cra- I know, that is my brother right there, that's my sister right there, why is it, they've got the peace of God evident in their life, amen, and so God's peace is a fruit of the spirit, and again, none of this means that you never have troubles, no, it just means that you don't flip out and give up and then, and, and you know, blow the whole thing up when you have it. God's peace will get you through the most difficult of situations that this world can throw at you. You need the peace of God. And there's a lot to be said about someone who can keep their calm and keep their faith in the face of difficult circumstances. I love it. Now, the best example is got to be Jesus himself. And, you know, and so I want to show you right here, Mark chapter 4. Let's flip over there. Mark chapter 4 amen? Again, I said, hey, I got a few verses tonight, and I'm trying to hit all of them. Mark chapter 4, verses 37 through 40, but there is a lot to be said about somebody that they've got all hell breaking loose against them, but somehow, some way, they've got the peace of God, and they're just like, Washington crossing the Delaware, baby, come on. Hey, they're going across in the boat, amen? We're Pastor Katie and I, we were driving down the freeway there in uh, Pennsylvania, and I see signs for Valley Forge, and I'm like, "Hello, I gotta go." And so we get off of Valley Forge, man. And you're thinking, "Oh, well, what is that, man? That's where huh, the Continental Army was getting their behinds kicked bad by the British." Okay, you know, I forgive them, but we won anyway. So, it, but but the the point is this: is that they were getting it handed to them, but. General Washington is a man of faith. And my dad's got this beautiful picture that an artist drew of a a soldier, uh, his uh, account of seeing General Washington out in the woods, in the snow, kneeling down, praying to God Almighty. And it was a bad situation. But guess what? Jesus, right? The peace of God made them get through that situation. I love it. But here's the best example ever, and it's Jesus facing a storm and you're familiar with this i'm sure but mark chapter four let's go down to verse 37 in the new king james it says and a great wind storm arose and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling but he was in the stern asleep on a pillow so jesus wasn't flipping out and they awoke him and said to him teacher do you not care that we are perishing carest not thou that we perish but check it out Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea. What did he say? He said, peace, be still. What happened? The wind ceased and there was a great calm. And he said to them, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? Can you imagine Jesus saying that to you? You know, you just thought you were going to die. And Jesus comes in and saves the day. And he's like, seriously? 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 Why do you have, you don't have any faith at all? i mean, like, wow, that, that would kind of like, but sometimes Jesus just told the flat out truth, right? He always told the truth. He is truth. And sometimes the truth's a little bit hard hitting, but but Jesus said to his best friends right here, what's up guys? You don't have any faith at all? What in the world is going on right here? And so the disciples, they were, Jesus was in the same boat, right? The same storm. They're flipping out to the point that they began to doubt if Jesus even cares anymore. Jesus, do you even care that we're perishing? And sometimes in our life, we may be getting shaken up and going through this storm. And we're like, Jesus, carest thou not that I perish? Huh? Jesus? You know, do you, do you care what's going on right here? And he's like, I care. I'm just not afraid of it. Peace be still. And listen to me. This is instructions for you in your life. If you've got storms coming at you, You better speak peace in to that situation. Well, I couldn't do that. I'm not Jesus. What's My whole goal in life is to be as much like Jesus as I can be. And that's your goal, too. You're a Christian. We're Christ-like ones. And so don't ever say, oh, no, but that was Jesus. I couldn't ever do that. The book of John says that the same works he did, you shall do also, but even greater works. And we're like, oh, greater? What are you talking about, man? Check it out. If Jesus spoke peace to the storm, that's your example. He's our example for everything that we face in life. Jesus spoke peace into that situation. One time I heard Kenneth Copeland talk about somebody was trying to insult him. And they're like, yeah, Kenneth Copeland and all his friends, they're just running around trying to be a bunch of little Jesuses, aren't they? And he's like, That's exactly what we're doing. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. That's the best compliment you could give us. We're try yes, we're trying to be as much like Jesus as we can be. And so if Jesus had peace like a river, oh you bet. I want peace like a river in my life. And it's not some far away, unattainable apple pie in the sky. No, 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 no. It's very much available and it is a reality. You can't have the peace of God. But it's up to us if we're going to receive it and walk in it. I want you to show you something here. Psalm 119, verse 165. I told you I had several verses. Psalm 119, verse 165 in the King James. The same King James that Paul and David used. Psalm 119, and verse 165. And so, if you can only find peace in Jesus... You better know that one of the most important things you need to do if you want peace is to be spending time with the Word of God. I promise you, if you never spend time in the Word of God, there's no way you have peace. No way. No way. Don't, don't, you may have little momentary glimpses. You may get a little spillover blessing, as we say, but there is no way in the world if you are not a person of the Word that you just consistently walk in the peace of God. It ain't going to happen. Why? Because Jesus is the Word. John 1, verse 1 tells us that Jesus himself is the Word. When I spend time with my Bible, I'm spending time with Jesus. I'm not just reading some book. I'm reading the very words of Jesus, and I'm spending time with Jesus himself. So Psalm 119, verse 165, the King James words it perfectly. Great peace, not mediocre peace, not halfway, not some generic, no, no, no. Great peace have they which love thy law. Well, what's the law? We're talking about the Word of God. All of Psalm 119 is all about God's Word. David uses several different words, you know, God's commands, God's law, God's statutes, God's precepts, God, God's Word. He uses all of those to mean the same thing synonymously. In Psalm 119, but great peace have they which love thy law, which love thy word, bonus, and nothing shall offend them. Woo! Think about that right there. Do you love God's word? Do you love God's law? Show of hands, who loves God's law? You love his word, right? I'm talking about the word. You know, a dummy would say, oh, not the Mosaic law. I'm not, I'm talking about the word of God, okay? And so, listen. Of course, if you're a Christian, you got to love God's Word. You love it because it is your very source of life. Great peace have they which love God's Word. Oh, man. I don't know anybody that loves God's Word and consistently spends time in it and is a doer of the Word that really doesn't have the peace of God. But did you catch the add-on to the end of that verse, the massive, wonderful bonus? And nothing shall offend them. Are you kidding me? Do you know how awesome that is? That's great. I don't like being offended, right? And I, and you probably, maybe you like it, but I don't see why you would. If you are a person that gets offended easily all the time, what a wonderful thing to know that the more time I spend in God's word, nothing shall offend me. Hey. I'm going to say like my dad does. I'm doing better preaching than you are shouting tonight. That's a good word right there. I don't care who you are. That is good stuff. That's God's word. You'll have great peace, and nothing shall offend you. And I I, I can just say this now. I don't know anybody that is constantly in the Bible that goes around getting offended all the time. Nobody. I've never met somebody that is consistently in God's Word, a doer of God's Word, and goes around getting offended all the time and has no peace in their life. I've never met a. And and, and I'm just serious. I've never met somebody like that because I don't think they exist. If you are consistently, constantly in God's Word, loving God's Word, doing God's Word, James 1.22... There may be things that come against you, but I'm talking about on the regular. Oh no, 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 no. You've got the peace of God, and you don't go around getting offended all the time. Can I get an amen tonight? Let's move on to point number three. Let's do this, alright? Run out of time here. We're talking about the peace of God, alright? Number three, God's peace will guard your heart and your mind. I'm talking about peace like a gentle river. Peace like a river. One of my, I mean, some of my, my, some of my favorite places in the world are out in the woods by rivers. But I love uh, being out in Kings Canyon National Park, man. Oh, there's a beautiful river there, the Kings River, and it just flows so beautifully and peacefully. And you know, usually this is the first summer I've got to go there in a long time, but man, I could just sit beside the river for hours, listening to Jesus talking to God, man. There's just something wonderful and peaceful about the river. And so we've got peace like a river, according to Isaiah 48, if we're listening to God's word and doing God's word. But God's peace will guard your heart and mind. Now, you don't have to turn back there, but you'll recall the second verse that we used tonight was John fourteen twenty-seven. Jesus said, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of heart and peace of mind. Peace of heart and peace of mind. Now, this world only focuses on Physical peace. Well, there's no shots being fired. There's peace. But Jesus didn't even discuss that. Jesus talked about peace for your heart, which is your spirit. Peace for your mind, which is your soul. Review, right? Humans are three-part beings, spirit, soul, body, because we're made in the image of God. And God's a three-part being, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. You're made in His image. You're a three-part being, spirit, soul, and body. Now, Jesus said, oh, I'm leaving you with a gift. Peace for your heart, your spirit and peace for your mind, your soul. Now, it's wonderful that he said that, but the Apostle Paul in Philippians chapter 4 told us exactly how to obtain peace for the heart and peace for the mind. Who would like to see that tonight? Well, even if you don't, I do. So let's go. Philippians 4, verses 6 and 7. I'm going to start in verse 7 and backtrack, though. Now, uh, this is what I refer to as the peace equation. I was reading my Bible in 2012, and as I was doing that, I stumbled across this, and I was like, oh, my goodness, this is set up so perfectly. If you add these four things together that it tells you very clearly, four things, add this plus this plus this plus this, then you get this. These four things together equal the peace of God. And so I was like, hey, that's an equation. So it's the peace equation. So Philippians 4, we're going to start in verse 7. I'm back in the NLT on this, Philippians 4 and verse 7 it says, Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. You don't even have to understand it. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Notice that that's the same thing Jesus talked about, peace for your heart and peace for your mind. And I'm telling you, it is incredible. It exceeds anything we can understand. The peace of God. My brain is one thing. My mind, my will, my emotions, that's a whole other thing. My brain doesn't have to understand God's peace for me to fully walk in it there's a lot i don't understand about god yeah plenty but I, man oh i'm having a good time studying and learning the most that i can about him and and i'm walking by faith every step of the way but i'd be a liar if i sat here and said yeah i understand everything there is to understand about god i've got this guy figured out what a prideful arrogant little thing somebody could say there's no way no way that your brain has fully comprehended god no 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 But it tells us, oh, yes, this peace is available, and it exceeds your understanding. So quit sitting there trying to figure it out because you never will. It's a beautiful thing. So how do we get this peace that the King James says surpasses all understanding? Well, look at verse 6. It gives you four things in this one verse that if you do them, you will have God's peace. So what are they? Well, number one, don't worry about anything. That's impossible. Well, the scripture tells us to. So what about that? (laughs) Don't worry about anything. Instead, number two, pray about everything. Okay. Everything. Hey, I didn't write it. I just read it. It says pray about everything. All right. And then number three, tell God what you need. Tell him what you need. So we're adding one plus the next thing, Plus the next thing. And then the fourth thing is this. And thank him for all he has done. So if I don't worry about anything, but pray about everything, and tell God what I need, and then I thank him for all he's done, what happens? I get the peace of God. Which is beyond anything I could ever understand. But what does it do? It guards my heart and my mind in Christ Jesus. And so, remember that initial verse we read tonight, Isaiah 48, verse 18, where the Lord says, oh, I wish you'd listened, Because <laughs> if you had, then you'd be having peace flowing like a gentle river. Well, tonight you've just heard the word of God. And you've got an opportunity right now. Hey, it's on you. It's on you. It's on me. I, I heard it. i got. I got to obey it. But you've heard the word of God tonight. And if you're having peace issues, it's just like he told the people of Judah and Isaiah. Come on, I wish you'd listen. You, you could have the, you could have peace flowing like a gentle river. And in your life, if you need peace tonight, the peace equation works. Well, how do you know? Hey, because I, not only am I the uh, the guy that read it, but I'm a client also. <laughs> I'm you know fun about the hair club for men commercial. But listen, I have used this these two verses in my life in very bad times, very, very bad and difficult times. And 100% of the time, it's worked. It's worked every time. Why? Because God's word never fails. Now, when I fail to do God's word, then nothing happens. But when I do God's word, the results follow every single time. And so if you're in here tonight, you're like, man, I need peace like a river for my soul. Do these things that we just talked about. Realize that your peace comes from Jesus. It doesn't come from some other place or person or thing. It comes from Jesus. The peace of God, oh yeah, it will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Amen. Can we stand up together tonight? Praise God. Has anybody received from the word this evening? Amen. I know there's people everywhere that are looking for the peace of God. There's people that are like, like I said, they would do anything to have this peace. And here's the thing. You don't have to buy it. You don't have to pay for it. Jesus himself already paid for the peace. It's a free gift. So just like you like quoting the the scripture about, by his stripes I've been healed, you need to start quoting that the chastisement for my peace was laid upon him the price has been paid amen all right i'm going to have my prayer team come on up this evening and if you're here and you need some peace or you've got something going on in your life we want to pray for you this evening and so if you need a little prayer hey let us pray for you amen but if not why don't you do step number four of the equation and just stand right there and thank god for all that he's done amen all right let's go
3: the darkness you give hope you restore every heart that is broken great are you Lord it's your breath So we pour out our praise Pour out our praise It's your breath In our lungs So we pour out our praise To you only It's your breath In our lungs So we pour out our praise Pour out our praise It's your breath So we
0: time in the house of the Lord tonight. Amen. Praise the Lord. I know we needed to hear that word on like a river and I encourage you man you know if you didn't get the verses go back and, and uh, on Facebook or whatever and look them up there and and get the verses down you've got to take God's word seriously I don't mean to sound like the old man shaking my finger here but I'm trying to help people you've got to take God's word seriously and make it a big part of your life if you actually want these promises amen alright well let's go ahead and uh, close out in prayer tonight and then we'll do our bars. Faith Confession. Uh, Robert reminded me he needs a few good men to help him uh, grab some tables and chairs for the women's meeting on Friday night. And so if you're an able-bodied man, and you know you are, uh, go see Robert after service. Just takes a few dudes to get this done and, uh, and we'll set up for the ladies. Amen. All right, let's go ahead and pray together this evening. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord, so much for your goodness and, Lord, for your peace like a river flooding our hearts and our minds through christ jesus and lord if there's anybody that's here or even watching online that that they're they're just going through it right now i thank you lord that they're going to dig into your word and they're going to have the great peace that psalm 119 talked about the peace like a river to flood their soul and their and, and their hearts lord we love you and we thank you jesus you are so so good to us lord so much better than what we deserve but we thank you that you are good by your grace we love you we praise you tonight in the mighty name of jesus can everybody say amen together tonight amen all right well we gotta have the man himself come on up and close us out in the bars faith confession and it's been a minute dude oh, three or four weeks now all right go ahead and you don't have the monitor to look at you got this you know, Oh. all right